to Biblical Talks Podcast with Michael Tolliver. This podcast is dedicated to biblical teaching and having worldview discussions from a biblical perspective. Here is today's podcast. Hello, let's continue to glean through the book of Jude, verse 17 through 21. But you must remember, beloved, the prediction of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, in the last time there will be scoffers, following their own ungodly passion. It is these who cause division, worldly people, devoid of the spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. Beloved, listen, Jude now begin to turn the page. He is now talking to the saints. Jude said false teachers were predicted, but you must remember the words of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, which they spoke. It is through the word of God, beloved. You will find that we are told to remember. Remember what? We are to remember the word of God. You and I should know what God has spoken through his word so that our memories can call it up when we need to have these great truths brought to our attention. We must, I'm saying this again, we must know the scriptures. The scriptures provide all the words from God that we need to know God truly and personally in everything we need him to tell us in order for us to live an abundant, godly life. Read Psalms 19, 7 through 9. Christians should find freedom and encouragement in the knowledge that God has provided all of the instruction that we need to know him and to live as he intended us to live. Now the question is, what is preventing us from from this living this abundant Christian life. What prevent us is giving heed to vain speeches of these deceivers. That's why Jews said, remember what Christ and his apostle had said, for they foretold the coming of such teachers and apostles. In other words, don't forget what the apostle has taught. For us, beloved, this means that we must look to the word of God. I do not believe, let me say this again, I do not believe that you can stand for God in this world today without being tripped up unless you know the word of God. It is absolutely critical today to rightly divide the word of God. I have seen and I have known too many individuals, both men and women, who got tripped up and who have failed in a Christian walk. And the reason why is because they forgot they have failed to remember what the word of God has warned us about. They forgot they failed to remember the warning from the apostles. And I can point to every such instance that the person failed because of a lack of knowledge of the word of God. How important it is for us to know what the scripture says, especially today. 
listen to me. Everybody has a platform today. I mean, everybody has a platform to speak all kinds of evil. And the main evil that you hear on platform today is my truth. This is what I believe. This is what I think. This is what my truth is. This is my truth. Beloved scoffers are here. And they are making fun of the faith. And trying to make you feel ashamed of your faith in Christ. But you got to remember this was predicted. Scoffers don't view life from a spiritual perspective. Jews said that they only follow their own ungodly passion. Listen. Jew has given us so many descriptions of the apostates that there is no reason for us to miss them at all. And I truly believe that you can test an ungenerated person, even ungenerated pastors or ungenerated ministers, and you do it by the word of God. Jews said they promote themselves as having a higher spiritual knowledge. They know everything. But they are attracted to the most debased level of life. That's how you identify them. They are soulish, not spiritually. They fracture the church rather than unite it. And they don't have spiritual life at all. This is what Jude is saying in verse 19. He said they cause division. They are worldly people and they are devoid of the spirit. Thus providing the devil an opportunity that he wants. All Satan needs is a crack. That's all he needs a crack to get in. So he can amplify problems, cause disunity, and hinder the work of God. Jews said that's what they do. Who's they? They, the fallen, the ungenerated, the apostates. That's what they do. He said that's what they do. He said then he says, but you, beloved. Now they do this, but beloved, this is what you need to do. He said, build yourself up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Verse 20. Now, let me talk about praying in the Holy Spirit for a minute. Beloved, praying in the, in the Spirit is so important in the Bible. It, it really is. Praying is so important in the Bible. The Bible tells us pray without ceasing. First Thessalonians 5 and 17. That's how important it is. Prayer is so important. God said, don't stop praying. Now, the Holy Spirit understand prayer that we cannot express. And he can make sense of thoughts that we don't even understand because he knows the language of prayer and he can interpret it for us. Romans 8 and 26. Beloved, you and I truly don't know how to pray. We really don't. We are like little children. You know, when you take your children or grandchildren to the store, they want everything they see. They ask for things that they shouldn't even ask for, and that would do them harm than good. That's just how we pray. We are like little children. Lord, give me this. Lord, give me that. Thank God he doesn't always give us, give us what we want. Why he doesn't? Because 
When we pray like that, we are not praying in the spirit. We need to learn to let the Holy Spirit make intercession for us. We need to learn to pray in these days of apostates. We need to pray without cease because prayer is linked between the physical and the spiritual worlds. Let me say it again. We need to realize that prayer is linked between the physical and the spiritual worlds. In other words, beloved, what you see physical started in the spiritual. What you see happening physical today, what you see what's happening in your world today, man, that stuff started in the spiritual world. Listen, beloved, the spiritual world controls the physical world. Only as we are empowered by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit will we produce in our life what we are supposed to produce. The Holy Spirit is the heart and soul of a growing, healthy Christian life. Listen to me. If we don't become dependent on the Holy Spirit, if we don't look to him, depend upon him to live his life, to live Christ's life through us, we will continue to be stagnated and we will remain stunted in our spiritual development. Praying in the spirit is praying scripture back to God. Hear me, hear me well. I'm going to tell you how you pray spiritually. Taking the word of God and what God has said and praying God's words back to him. God delights in hearing his word. If you don't know where to begin, begin the book of Psalms. There are some great prayers in the book of Psalms. Listen to me, beloved. The issue for us is not how much of the spirit we have, but how much he has of us. Ephesians 5, 14 through 17 tell us that it is possible to be a Christian, Christian and yet be asleep spiritually as well as unwise and foolish. This is why Paul issued a familiar command of scripture. He says, don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living, but be filled with the spirit. Ephesians 5.18 Remember, beloved, we are to live our life from a spiritual perspective because scoffers don't. Not only are we to pray in the spirit, Jude said in verse 21, Keep yourself in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. We know that God loves even the ungodly, according to Romans 5 and 6. And let me say something about this. When the Bible said God loves even the ungodly. The meaning of the idea that God loves even the ungodly has been twisted greatly. Let me let me say something. Consider the sinner who defends his sinful practice. Consider the homosexual. Consider the 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 person who just love hear her or his sins, wherever they may be. Consider the person who defends their sinful pra- practice deeds. This is what they would say. say. They would say God loves me just the way I am. Now, what they imply is that God loves him and he must be a pretty good guy or pretty good gal or pretty good person. Really, the fact that God's love 
is a reflection of God's goodness, not his own. Paul said in Romans 2 and 4, Despise thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads thee to repentance? Listen to me, beloved. The ungodly insight isn't I'm so great that even God loves me, but God is so great that he loves even me. Do you see the difference? Okay, let me say it again. The ungodly thinks that I'm so great that even God loves me. I'm so this and that even God loves me. But the reality is that God is so great that he loves even me. Beloved, in verse 21, Jude said, keep yourself in the love of God. The word keep is an imperative. It means to hold. To retain in one's power or possession, not to lose or park with. To keep is to preserve from falling, from danger, to protect, to guard, to sustain, to keep near, to keep in the house, to keep before, to keep behind, to keep in favor, to keep out of a company or reach out of something. This imperative established our responsibility to be obedient and faithful by living out our salvation, Philippians 2 and 12, while God worked out his will, Philippians 2 and 13. This word kept also means to remain in the place of obedience where God's love is poured out on his children, as opposed to being disobedient and experiencing his chastening. Beloved, the word keep refers to perseverance of the saints. The counterbalance to God's sovereignty, preservation of believers in Christ. Therefore, Jude doesn't mean live in such a way to make yourself lovable to God. Instead, keep yourselves in the love of God means to keep yourself in harmony with God's ever-present love. Let me put it this way. Keeping yourself in the love of God is the main clause. The the clause is modified by three participles, the word building and the word praying in verse 20 and the word waiting in verse 21. Listen, beloved. Christians keep themselves in God's love by growing strong in doctrine, by persevering in prayer, and then waiting for the Lord's coming. Let me say it again. Know the word of God, pray the word of God, and wait for him to come. We are to keep in God's love because God the Father has called us in Jesus. That's back in verse 1. When all is said and done, beloved, listen to me. When all is said and done, God promised to keep and preserve the faith of his people. So that no true believer will ever lose his or her salvation. Beloved, we live in troubled times. The world has gone mad. And God's peace comes through prayer and also through keeping our mind fixed on God's truth, which is his word. Peace is the order and calm the Holy Spirit brings into the life of a believer. Despite 
external circumstances. Beloved, listen to me. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Have a blessed day. For listening to Biblical Talks. This podcast is solely supported by listener donations. Please go to BiblicalTalks.com to support this podcast and have a blessed day.